Hey, everybody. It's on the Charlie Kirk Show. Laura Logan joins us about NGOs and the southern border crisis. Then Chris Stegall joins us about the education revolution happening in the country. And then my lamentation about my home state. Email us, freedom at charliekirk.com, and subscribe to our podcast. Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. tpusa.com. Become a member today, members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Email me, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Super thrilled about our partnership with Turning Point Academy and Herzog Foundation. The Herzog Foundation is incredible. Uh, and joining us now is Chris Stegall. Uh, he does a great job. He hosts a daily show on Salem's Philadelphia, 990 The Answer, also a columnist and VP of content for the Herzog Foundation. Chris, welcome back to the program. Great to see you, Charlie. Thanks for having me. So there's a lot going on here. I want to talk about a couple of these stories you guys have on The Lion, readlion.com. Let's begin with this one. Mother blasts school for transgender policies disregarding parental debate. Tell us about it. You know, this is one that's becoming very, very familiar. It's a story in a Wisconsin school where a parent has gone to court thanks to the good people of the Alliance Defending Freedom. They stepped in and advocated on behalf of parents who say they don't think changing a child's gender or their uh, pronouns at school is something that should be done in secret. So one mother sues. Uh, she wins in the uh, appeals court, but a lot of schools are still not adhering to the court order. And so now it appears that this may go all the way to the Supreme Court. But it's that common theme, Charlie, of teachers and administrators in public schools continuing to keep secrets from parents with their kids. It's, uh, it's disgusting. It's really got to stop. And until they're forced to by the courts, I don't know that some of them want to. Yeah, and it is, I don't want to overly politicize this, but let's just say the left or the cultural left, they seem intent on destroying parents' rights as we know it, whether it be transgender notification, pornography in, you know, in the curriculum or in the books that kids are learning. There is this ascendant parents movement. I know that Herzog is helping lead the charge on that. Just, you know, talk a little bit about this momentum we're seeing with the restoration of parents' rights and what Herzog is doing to help that. Yeah, we're just so thrilled to be a a small part of it. I know you, uh, and you mentioned with Turning Point Academy, you guys are are leading the charge too. And what's so critical is parents need to know they're in the driver's seat. I'll be honest, for years uh, as a parent, uh, we sent our kids off to public school and I kind of deferred and I deferred, and it was really the COVID era where my wife and I kind of opened our eyes for the first time. I'm sorry to admit, but that's the truth. And I realized, oh, these people don't share my values as a parent. In fact, they're actually working to subvert them. And so, yes, we have tapped into Christian schools all over the country. We have uh, launched a new effort this uh, coming month with homeschool operation called HF Schoolbox. So if you're interested in starting a 
private Christian school, if you're interested in investigating homeschool, the Herzog Foundation is dedicated to helping people start asking kind of fundamental questions, how to get started. If in fact it's a little intimidating and you've never thought about it before, we hope you'll come to the website at HerzogFoundation.com and start to investigate it. Highly recommend it. I also want to hit this story uh, that is on your website that is uh, very disturbing, but not surprising. A New York City elementary school reportedly teaches communist politics and expressions to children. Uh, tell us about this, and we have some of the examples to show up on screen. It's this is another one. And Barry Weiss at uh, on X, she uh, she was the one that kind of originally flagged this story. It's uh, of course going to fourth graders. It's out of a Brooklyn uh, PS three twenty one school district during uh, Black History Month, sending home Black Lives Matter coloring books. And uh, in the passage, they talk about 13 principles that guide Black Lives Matter as an organization. There's an exercise that asks students to read a book about a girl who transitions into a boy called When Adrian Becomes a Brother. And the point one parent makes in this story is, had this not come home as a snow day class assignment, they would have never seen it. This is stuff that was meant for classroom instruction only, never to come home, and by accident, much like in the COVID era, we find out these curriculums by accident. The parents in this district found out about it and sounded the alarm. Yeah, and it, it is a pattern that we are seeing in the curriculum. I'm sure a question you get a lot is, what can I do as a parent? And honestly, the best thing you could do is seek out alternative education options. Is that right, Chris? Am I being too kind of doom and gloom on government schools? I mean, we could fight you know, this all we want, but at Herzog, you guys have this buffet line of options that is helping lead this education revolution. Chris, is that the right approach? That's what's so, yeah, Charlie, that's what's so exciting about it. There isn't a one-size-fits-all to education, but it does start with the parents controlling the terms of that education. So you know that homeschooling, I know you talk about this all the time on your show, homeschool is becoming the fastest-growing form of education for kids in the country. In fact, it's growing the fastest in New York City, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, private Christian schools that are established across the country, those are great. But if you're in a smaller community and you're thinking, you know what, we really don't have anything like that that services students in our community, you can start one. And at the Herzog Foundation, we have a very easy step-by-step guide on how you can start. It doesn't have to be a fortune either, Charlie. A lot of people think, well, that's fine for you if you have money. I don't have money. It, it doesn't take money. There are so many options now with micro schools and pod, uh, what they call pod schools or pod learning. Basically, the reinvention of the one-room schoolhouse, Charlie, is becoming a collaborative effort with parents and communities, or if you choose to just do it in your own home, it doesn't have to be a financial albatross to rescue your kids from the public school setting. And it, the momentum, that's amazing. I haven't heard that New York is one of the fastest growing places for uh, homeschooling. I believe it. And can you also talk, Chris, how this virus, this bacteria of anti-American woke education is also in private schools? I'm sure at Herzog, you guys see that, that the, the private institutions are not immune to this. Yeah, very proud of the work that uh, the training side of this foundation does. You know, we spend much of the year, uh, over 100 this year, we will conduct trainings all over the country on uh, best practices for Christian schools. Kingdom education, uh, specifically focusing on Christian doctrine so that they don't stray. Because, yes, you're right. Uh, even those that have Christian school uh, atop their doorframe, you got to be careful. Because before you know it, they can go just as woke as any other public school. So at the foundation, best practices, getting uh, kingdom education-based Christian schools together to learn from one another, 
to uh, learn how to build a curriculum, stay true to that curriculum, keep boards and administrators honest and focused. It is critical as this movement grows, it's important not to water it down or compromise it. That's exactly right. Chris, tell everyone about the podcast and The Lion. It's a weekly podcast that does great stuff. The email newsletter, the resources that parents can sign up for. Yeah, readlion.com, a great website. It's kind of uh, before Drudge went off the rails, Charlie. This is kind of like a, a conservative version of Drudge, if you will, sort of a news aggregation site where we got, you got a lot of headlines and a lot of great writers as well who write some great news on the culture, on the courts, uh, on your kids, state by state. We cover it all over the country. I think you'll love the news there every day, and I would recommend it to you at readlion.com. As for our podcast network, we're growing uh, by leaps and bounds. We've got Making the Leap, my wife and I host uh, each week. It's just an exploration. And like I told you, we, we've been exploring Christian education for the first time in our lives, and she's a former public school teacher. So we bring on folks that are sort of like us, that teach us about what they're doing in Christian education or how they have themselves made the leap. And these podcasts are just an encouragement for parents that are thinking about it. It's amazing. Chris, finally, what is giving you the most hope in this education revolution era that we are in? Things that you're seeing, stories, a story that you might want to share. Uh, what gives you the most hope right now? The absolute passion, the commitment and the love, the bursting at the seams momentum behind so many of these schools. Charlie, what what we're seeing is capital campaigns now. You know, Christian schools that started with just, uh, you know, five kids, uh, 10 kids, maybe a dozen kids are now trying to figure out how to add wings onto their school. As I said, in New York City, when you see that they're the largest growth of homeschool in the country, what used to be relegated as something kind of fringe and they had to fight for the legal right to do 40 years ago. Now the Washington Post is writing article after article, how concerned they are that homeschool, heaven forbid, parents actually influence their kids' educations. So when the Washington Post is taking note that it's a trend, that's a very good sign for us. Absolutely. Chris, uh, you're doing excellent work. Just plug the website one more time, please. You bet. It's HerzogFoundation.com for everything related to what we talked about today. And you'll be linked uh, to there. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Thanks so much. Come back soon. Thank you. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell, and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong sell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life, thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong sell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different. So I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. 
That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. How like a widow is she, who once was great among the nations. She who was a queen among the provinces has now become a slave. That is the opening verse to the book of Lamentations. Not exactly a frequently quoted book of the Bible. It's a fascinating book of the Bible written by Jeremiah, where Jeremiah was literally lamenting over the destruction of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Jerusalem was this once great power, great city, and it was destroyed, and God's chosen people were sent into the wilderness, not until King Cyrus, king of Persia, sent them back for the construction of the second temple. When you read the book of Lamentations, I can't help but feel as if I'm reading the news reports out of my home of Illinois and, of course, Chicago, Illinois. Jeremiah, in the book of Lamentations, is mourning the loss of this great, decent, and powerful civilization. Illinois is a great spot. Amazing people, phenomenal infrastructure, once some of the greatest companies, centrally located. The people of Illinois, where I grew up, are very decent, hardworking people from all sorts of different walks of life all across the world. The high school I went to was 53% English as a second language. Over 100 different countries represented where I went to at Wheeling High School. Really great people, great folks. And there was a almost insistence on moderation when it came to political matters where I grew up hear both sides of the story, live and let live, don't go too far to the right, don't go too far to the left. Decency is important. We can't allow ourselves to be captured by radical influences. The suburbs of Chicago, that was really kind of the, if there was a political orthodoxy, it would be moderate center-right in the suburbs of Chicago. And the radicals in Illinois took advantage of that moderate disposition. They took advantage of the Midwestern nicety that found itself in Cook County, in Lake County, in DuPage County, in Will County, in McHenry County. Illinois, it's important to remember that in 1976, Illinois was a red state and Texas was a blue state. In 1976, at our bicentennial the 200-year anniversary of America. Illinois was red, had more Republican governors than Democrat governors over the last 40 years. But it was always center-right, and it would never engage in or tolerate such activity of defunding the police or reparations. And certainly, Illinois would never participate in kicking off a former president from being on their ballot. Illinois would never say that we're going to have a former president, whether we like him or not, not be allowed as a selection for our voters. 
Well, last evening, as I lament, as I do my best Jeremiah impersonation, last evening, Illinois, uh, literally a traffic judge, a, a judge that basically deals in traffic court, booted Donald Trump off the ballot in Illinois. Now, thankfully, all of this is getting bundled into the Supreme Court case. So this likely has no sticking power and no staying power. However, it just makes me emphasize the point of a state like Illinois that used to be, by the way, one of the wealthiest, one of the most prosperous, one of the most flourishing. It was the envy of the country. Chi-town, 85 Bears, six championships by the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Captain of industry of United, Boeing, Caterpillar, the biggest companies with Midwestern roots would all find themselves in Chicago. Magnificent mile. The downtown was safe. You could walk there with your family. And the moderates in Illinois stayed moderate. And the radicals took advantage of all of them. And Illinois is collapsed. For Illinois, a judge to come out and say that Donald Trump is not allowed on the ballot, that we know better than you, we're going to choose for you the selections at your disposal. My lamentation continues over a state that I really love. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. After he invented the world's best pillow, he created the famous Giza Dream Sheets. They are the best sheets you'll ever sleep on. The best night's sleep just got even better. For a limited time, you'll get a queen-size set of $59.98, king-size for just $69.98, the lowest prices in history. Mike and the MyPillow employees continue to be canceled by big box stores and attacked by the media. They They appreciate all of your great support. During these times, I want to thank you by giving you the best specials on all their MyPillow products. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code KIRK. You get the famous Giza Dream Sheets, queen size for just $59.98 and king size for just $69.98. You also get 60% off the original My Slippers. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code KIRK. That is MyPillow.com, promo code KIRK. Joining us now is one of my favorite guests. She's amazing, and it is Bannon's choice for the new DHS secretary, Laura Logan. He just didn't let go of that, Laura. He was on that for like 30 minutes when you, when you joined. Laura, welcome to the program. Uh, you had an amazing testimony you, at Senator Johnson's uh, hearing. Walk us through it. Well, the committee was, you know, I was asked to speak on media and free speech and censorship, and I, I think I spoke for a lot of Americans. You know, people are tired of the tactics that have been used to not just um, silence people, but to destroy people, Charlie. I mean, they come after you all the time. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And really what I was hoping to do was shine a light on the system that that we now have in place where the federal government hands out taxpayer money to NGOs who fund other NGOs who do things like suppressing free speech, all in the name, of course, of you know, stopping the spread of misinformation or disinformation or protecting democracy. They, they mask their true intent with these lofty goals. They're in absolute violation of their 5013C status with the IRS every day. 
which says that they have to be nonpartisan, but they're highly partisan and highly political. I mean, you couldn't get more political than these people. Give me a break. Media Matters for America, as if there's some, some media watchdog. Are you kidding? I mean, if there's a journalist out there that actually quotes Media Matters for America seriously and presents them as literally as being a watchdog, those people should be fired. They should be fired instantly. Every publication that quotes Media Matters, why do you bother to read them? It's trash. It is absolute trash. These people are paid propagandists and political operatives, and their job is to violate every tenant of the Constitution that we hold dear, such as free speech, the right to privacy, and so on. And they're not the only ones. David Brock, who founded Media Matters, now runs Facts First USA. What do they do? They make sure that nobody hears your show, Charlie. You're the target, right? I'm the target. We've got to keep everybody isolated in their bubbles. That's what they want, because division is their goal. Keep us divided so that we can never unite. I mean, there is far more that unites people in this country than divides them. And our tax dollars do not need to be going to ideological zealots who are funding a radical agenda that the United States population has never voted on or never agreed on. And it's time for that to stop. So, so Laura, the, just kind of walk us through the, the technical nature of how our taxpayer dollars do get, I don't want to use the word laundered, but sure. gets put through this. Kind of get into some of the details. No, it's laundered. Yes, it's a form of money laundering, Charlie. You're 100% right there. It is a good word to use because what happens is either through the State Department, through their um, Bureau of or Democracy, Human Rights and Labor, DLR, they'll hand out a grant to somebody like Humanist International, right? Humanist International, what do they believe? There's no God. That's what they believe. Is that what the United States stands for? Is that how this country was founded, that there's no God? Wait a minute, that sounds more like Marxism. Oh yeah, yeah, is that familiar to anybody? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, which is just unbelievable, Marxists actually don't believe in God. They want the death of Christianity, shut down all the churches. There is no Christians in China that are allowed to you know, walk the streets and live freely, right? So what they do is they send that money to someone like Humanist International, and they then fund through a network of maybe local NGOs. They fund an atheist network across Nepal whose job is what? It's not just to uh, promote the ideals that they believe in. It's also to subvert that local government. So a classic example, why is... Vladimir Putin, okay, everybody loves to demonize Vladimir Putin. He's our favorite, you know, uh, sort of evil guy. Okay, so why is Vladimir Putin making NGOs register in Russia? Well, because under the guise of protecting free speech or promoting democracy and all this other nonsense, these words that they use to hide behind, they are dividing the Orthodox Church and they are now supporting the breakaway Orthodox Church in Ukraine. And what is happening? I mean, there's really significant things happening on the ground in Russia. And for those of you who don't know, Vladimir Putin was secretly raised as a Christian by his mother. Now, you'll find a lot on the Internet that tells you that's not true. I know people that he's met with in person and discussed his faith with them. OK, I know this from, from people who've actually heard it from Vladimir Putin. So I don't believe that nonsense that I read on the Internet. And so when you go into somebody's uh, country and you start subverting their government, in the name of you know, democracy and human rights, they're not so stupid that they don't figure it out. And they're starting to take action against it. But you know who has been taken for a ride? The biggest ride of all is the American people. Because we are so stupid. Look at Defeat Disinfo. This is a super PAC that General Stanley McChrystal was advising during COVID. 
you know, what did they say they were going to do? Take the, the sort of the tactics that were used against ISIS and against terrorism and use them against the American people to counter the disinformation of the Trump administration. Is that what they were paid? You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for by, say, the, the state government of Massachusetts, you know, where Stanley McChrystal was an advisor. Is that what they were using taxpayer dollars for to uh, to pay influences to come out and speak about Donald Trump? You know, I remember when I was doing the Defeat the Mandates marches, I remember that there were people, many um, remarkable people from, for example, the black community who were saying, you're taking our icons, you're taking our cultural icons and you're misusing them, you're exploiting them, you're using them to push the vaccine. Remember that, Charlie, the days when the vaccine was gonna save you from COVID, you weren't gonna get it, you weren't gonna spread it, it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, go, 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 everybody's gotta get vaccinated. Well, I just did this panel that you mentioned, you know, where you literally have doctor after doctor after doctor testifying that this is killing people, that the vaccine has killed people, it has made them young people infertile, it has increased the rates of myocarditis. I mean, it, there's a plethora of vaccine injuries now that they absolutely cannot deny. And yet there are still people going around in this country telling people to get boosted. And it's because of NGOs like First Facts USA that make sure that you don't ever hear the truth about the vaccine. So these people, you know, they have a lot to answer for in this country. They've been unaccountable for too long and they should be ashamed of themselves. But you can bet, you know, of course, they're going to be coming for me in a big way. I know for doing this interview, for speaking at the Senate, they're going to come for me. If they don't come for you publicly, you know, they find another way to do it. They shut down uh, your friends, your family. I mean, as I said in the Senate, uh, in the Senate committee of uh, Senator Ron Johnson, I said, this is how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor or a scientist or a nurse or an ER worker. Anybody who stands up and says, hey, wait a minute, isn't natural immunity the best protection you can have? Oh, no, 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 we don't want that. We don't want anybody talking about natural immunity. We don't want anyone saved. We don't want to figure out this disease is actually fully treatable. Are you kidding me? We're trying to create a crisis here. Hang on a sec. So let's censor you, right? We've seen the pattern over and over and over again. And you know what, Charlie? Probably the most important thing I can say today is that we are seeing it already with the 2024 election. Remember when everyone was told, oh, you know what? Um, when the polls close on election day, it's going to look like Trump is winning. But uh, a few days later, when all the mail-in ballots have been counted, because Democrats vote mostly by mail, you, Joe Biden's gonna be him and he's gonna win. You see how the fix is in. This is called information warfare. It's like feeding the media for years that there's a blue wave in Texas. <clears throat> you know, nonsense. There's no blue wave in Texas, okay? Never gonna be a blue wave in Texas. As, uh, you know, as Trump once said, you've got a state that's against, you've got, you've got a party that's against God and against guns and against this country. They ain't coming to power in the state of Texas unless they cheat. That's how that's gonna happen. So now you're seeing it with 2024. Oh, Trump's gonna do this. Oh, Trump's gonna, they, they don't succeed in keeping him off the primary ballot. If they don't succeed in keeping him off the ballot, if they don't succeed in putting him in prison, if they don't succeed in killing him, and there is actually an election, they're already starting the shaping operation. And how do they do it? They do it through these NGOs and these fact checkers and all of these people, they trot out the same old faces. You know, Adam Schiff, why'd you see him so much during Russia collusion, which was a complete and utter lie? 
it was worse than a lie. It was a real coup. It was a real insurrection, right? Sedition is really what that was under law. Well, Adam Schiff, you just roll them out there over and over and over again, the same faces, John Brennan, Adam Schiff, you know, James Clapper, to push the lie, push the lie, push the lie. And you see it happening now already. You see the same old faces coming out saying, Donald Trump's going to do this, Donald Trump's going to do that. It's the end of democracy. We all know that's nonsense, okay? It's absolute nonsense. And yet they're feeding a beast because they have information dominance. And they maintain their information dominance with our tax dollars. And it's time for that to stop. If you were to begin the speculation of what they have planned for us this year in detail, what would that be? Well, Charlie, you know I don't speculate because I'm a journalist, right? So that's not my job. I leave that to other people. And uh, they're always wrong, almost always wrong. <laughs> but, but I would say that what I do hear a lot from people in the intelligence community, what I hear a lot from uh, people across the board, actually, is that they're very worried that there will be a false flag type of event where the, you know they just can't afford to have people go to the polls because most Americans are united on the border. They're disgusted by what they have to pay at the grocery store. They're disgusted that uh, this administration has just opened up this border to criminals. They're disgusted with the law enforcement situation in so many states in this country. They're terrified of what's happening with the economy. They don't want to be chipped. They don't want a central bank digital currency. They don't want this thing. The vast majority of people do not want these things. And so the, the great fear is that there won't be an election in November, that they will do something to justify the implementation of emergency powers, or that they will steal the election once again, because the same people control the machines, and it's the same machines that you're voting on. So, you know, it's very hard to see how a real vote has a chance in this country at this point. But I'm not a prophet, okay? I'm just a journalist. So, Laura, talk a little bit about the border. You've done a lot of coverage there. Walk us through what's going on down there. Well, the border is a mess, Charlie. As you know, um, it's been effectively open for the, the last almost four years. The entire duration of the Biden administration is over 485,000 unaccompanied minors have crossed that border. And I, you know, I just, I can't say this often enough to people. If you're an unaccompanied minor coming here, the, the United States government made an exception to immigration law and allowed you entry so you could be reunited with your family. Well, why am I sitting down, Charlie, with whistleblowers like Tara Rodas and several others now? I met a few of them this weekend. Why are they sitting down and saying, well, wait a minute, these kids, you know, they're changing the rules for foster parents. Wait, what do you mean foster? Like, why do these kids have to be fostered and sponsored, right, if they're coming here to reunite with their families? Why is nobody asking this? This is a very simple question. Never mind that this administration has lost track of 85,000 unaccompanied minors from the 2021 to 22 year, which you know they still have not been held to account for that. And you've got, I, when I talk to these whistleblowers, you've got kids going to addresses in Texas where 30 or 40 or 50 kids are going to the same address. Okay, it's pretty obvious they're not being sponsored by their family members, right? By their parents at that point. Or you've got three, four, five sponsors living at the same address. Well, again, it's obvious that that's not normal, right? That's not a normal family. So we have a trafficking problem in this country right now that this administration is not interested in addressing. And for some inexplicable reason that for most of us is very hard to understand, they don't care. The people who say that they care so much about you know these poor people coming from foreign nations who just want a better life. 
So you don't care that their children are being raped to death for money, because that's what trafficking is. We like to use the word trafficking. We're kind of becoming used to it. Nobody really pays too much attention to it now. But let me tell you, I deal a lot. I work with America's Future with General Flynn and Mary Flynn, and we do these um, counter-trafficking summits, and we've done them in four states now. We just did one in Dallas. And we deal with a lot of people in this who are rescuing kids. And you you cannot imagine what they're rescuing from. We, we are even, we have one uh, local NGO in Florida. She's got girls on the streets trying to commit petty crime. So they'll be picked up by police and sent home. They want to be deported. She's got children who actually want to be deported because they were taken from their families. And they want to go home to their countries. They don't speak the language here. They don't have any future. They don't want to be here. And I'm not saying that's every single child. I'm just saying it's a part of the equation that nobody wants to talk about. So we have a significant problem, not just with the unaccompanied minors, but with all of the Chinese military-aged males that have come across the border, you know, over 100,000 of them. I mean, when you look at the figures in total, I mean, the Biden administration has admitted to over 9 million. That's what they've admitted to without the gotaway. I mean, how many more have gotten away? So this number is going to keep going up because the border is still open. And they can sing and they can dance and they can say whatever they want to about, well, well the, the Republicans are preventing us. It's all BS. We know it's all BS. Come on, that's absolute nonsense. Biden has the power and the authority to change the policy. Because the only thing that changed from Trump to Biden was the policy. And they had, Biden brought open borders ideologues from the Open Society Foundation. He brought three of them into his administration. He sent his emissaries out across Latin America, Jake Sullivan and another woman, they went telling the world that the border was going to be open. They have exactly what they want because they are instituting the globalist policy on migration that has made migration a human right. And they believe in the rights of man over the rights of God, the God-given rights. Oh, that's apparently Christian nationalist, right? That's another informational warfare operation is to paint anyone who believes in God or believes in their country as being some kind of, you know, psycho freak, alt-right nationalist Nazi. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely untrue. There is no substance to that whatsoever. And I have been down to the border many times. I live in Texas. It doesn't matter in Texas whether you're Hispanic American or white American or black American. People want to feel safe in their homes. And they want people to be held to the same standard that they are held to. They don't want to come out of their homes on a ranch in South Texas in the morning with a baby on one hand and a toddler in the other and find that there's a group of men there you know, and, and find that there's a group of men standing yep. there and none of them speak, you know, they don't want to come out of their home and find there's a group of men standing there and they don't speak English. You don't know what they want. Are they here to harm you? Are they here to not harm you? And if they do harm you, that the government has no record of who they are. Got they don't work. know their real name. They have no way to find them. Uh, your podcast really quick, Laura. The rest of the story with Laura Logan. It's a show on X. Thank you. Talk to you soon, Laura. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless.